Life takes a lot of love and guesswork. Thankfully, we don't have to do it alone. We're three hermanas who are moms, wives, and share how we do life, family, and faith. Join our familia as we learn together, laugh, and have sometimes loud and crazy conversations. Welcome to A Little Mas. Hola, hola, familia. Welcome to episode 86 of A Little Mass. You are here with your hermanas, Mabel, Evelyn, and Celeste. Hi. All three of us, hi. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, hi, hi. And you will hear our kitties today. It's another one of those days. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where we have our little tag-alongs. <laughs> Mom life. It's okay. Aren't those the new uh, Girl Scout cookies? Tag-alongs? Yes, Tagalogs, they are. I thought yeah. you were going to say mom life. I was like, they made cookies, they made mom <laughs> life? Why? Well, and like, what would that taste did like? Did you guys see about how Kylie wants to trademark Rise and Shine? Oh, don't are get you me started on girlfriends? this. That is a Bible school song. Rise and shine and, and give, give God, God the, the glory, glory. glory. She can't do that. Okay? That's right. Don't you do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I did see that. I, I did not see that, actually. The tweets yeah. that wow. were coming out. Yeah. Well, it's our own fault, though. Really? Why? Because as a as a whole, mm-hmm. we made a big to-do about the whole Rise and Shine. So naturally, as a business mogul, her next, wow. her next thought is, well, now let me patent it, or not patent it, trademark it, so that I can make t-shirts and everything, and it's my own, it's my trademark, you know what Mm-mm. I mean? So it's kind of our fault. But she's not, it's not original to her. No, I, I, I But she wants to, that. but I get it. Once she trademarks it, then it is as if it doesn't matter who originated it. Yeah. So because we made hmm. a big deal about the Rise and Shine because of all the memes that went around. Mm-hmm. Did you see them? No. Oh. I'm so, I've been living I, under a rock lately, I guess. <laughs> I Easy? Right? No. I'm like, did she schooling me? <laughs> I'm like, dang. <laughs> she ain't living under that rock like no uh-uh. more. She just kicked me there and moved herself out. <laughs> yeah, she did. She's like, haven't you seen all those memes? Like, I'm like, I love it. Like, I have not. No. What am I missing? <laughs> yeah. Okay, my question is, though, if she does... Would you think she could get a trademark? I don't know. LeBron tried to trademark, tried to trademark, trademark Taco Tuesdays, and he didn't get it. Oh my goodness! Yeah, because at this point, it's like it's impossible. Mm-hmm. And then Kanye trying to, was trying to trademark Sunday Service. Oh, I thought yes, that's God crazy. Bless you. I was like, <laughs> that I did hear about. And I said, look, Kanye, that's a far stretch. Sunday service. Yes, <laughs> it's like. All of us churches <laughs> have been using Sunday service and our pamphlets and our calendars oh for I don't know how long, So buddy. now what do we do with all that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, we'd be, yeah. That's what I'm like. I don't know if she'll be able to get Rise and Shine through. Because I, I really not. hope not. It's also one of those. Well, because then, like, where do you stop? It's not It's not like a, its own unique. Like, she came up with that, that, that phrase. Yeah. I get it when you trademark a phrase. Like, you came up with it and it's, and, you know, it's who, part who of did, business. Like a. Didn't someone tra- didn't Drake trademark YOLO? Did he trademark? Did, did he? I, I don't, don't remember. Know. But he because supposedly he came up with that phrase in like a song. Did he? I thought he did. Oh, maybe somebody trademarked a phrase. I was like, okay, well they came. It wasn't his though. Right. Somebody else. It was something else. And I was like, okay, well that makes sense. Like they, you know, that's their catchphrase right, or right. something mm-hmm. like that. But rise and shine. Did you guys see? Yeah, you're the right. Little. Oh, he did. Yeah, oh, Drake. Okay, as I thought. In well, good for him too. But he didn't. He got clever with it. Good there was for you. a new phrase that hasn't been exactly. used for years and years and years. You know, yeah, like when it's been around. Exactly. Yes. If yeah. it's been around for generations, I'm like, girlfriend, yeah. stop. Yeah. You're real cute with oh, that. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He expressed a desire to obtain royalties for the use of YOLO, but I didn't. did not tr- own 
but does not own a trademark on the word. Oh. Okay, they well tried to. He tried to. Okay. Well, then sorry, sorry, sorry Drake. Drake. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, did you guys see the little one of? The, I think it's. Not, I don't know if it's the reason that she wants to trademark Rise and Shine or what. Mm-hmm. But the little song that she would supposedly sing to uh, Stormy to Stormy, yeah, the Rise and Shine, and like people were like blasting. <laughs> oh <it my God>. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like the best thing in the world. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and so I was just like, okay, that's sweet. But there's also the ways that I woke up my daughter and you and started like seeing me try to trademark and impose this on mm-hmm, other people. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's, wow. just, it's just too much. Yeah. But then a lot of people were kind of like the reason why I kind of snowballed, too, was because she was doing like this um, tour of like her offices and she had like this plague area for um, what's her daughter? For Stormy. Stormy. Mm-hmm. For Stormy. So her audience didn't get like the sneak peek into it. And supposedly Stormy was like sleeping. But there's like a cameraman already in there. Oh my god. And Stormy's standing <laughs> up can't. on her crib. Oh no. And then the light turns on and she says her rise and shine. Oh, right? okay. So a lot of people were like on that too. Uh-huh. The fact that it was like all staged. Right. It's like, yeah. well, how did the cameraman get there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stormy. And why are you why are you waking her up yeah. when she's already awake? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was just a lot. You know, that's another reason why mm. I think it was for the People Choice Awards or something like that. Uh, Kim and Kendall both they were the announcers for the for the award for um, reality television, mm-hmm. and they were pretty much saying like the gist of their little speech was you know us being a family that has always been honest and put ourselves out there, mm-hmm. you know this is what reality television is, and supposedly like the audience laughed, mm-hmm. oh, and so no the question way. was were they in on it or were they or, or, or kind of like being on like d- were they serious about it? Yes, and it was, yeah. And so the question was was it just me or was that awkward? And um, oh, and wow. it, the funny thing is is that we've known for a long time right that. They, I mean, even just in Kim Kardashian's divorce paperwork from um, paperwork from Chris Humphreys, mm-hmm. that like even things like their engagement was mm-hmm. staged. Mm-hmm. You know, she made him do it multiple times. Aww. Yeah, and well, uh, sucks, which is why right? it, you know it it was part of his whole settlement or whatever, pretty much saying that the whole thing was staged. You know, mm. she never really cared for him. Mm. She just wanted this for publicity and all that stuff. So that's Yikes. where he was going on that angle. I wonder what that must be like, though, to know that your entire life is always being staged. Like, all your mo- important moments. Like, yeah. an engagement, you know? Or mm-hmm. hyped up. Maybe maybe they are going through things, but maybe for the show it gets more hyped up than mm-hmm. it needs to. You know, like the whole uh, Chloe and... Um, What's his face? Tristan, the whole, mm-hmm. you know, infidelity oh, scandal. Yeah, yeah. Like there were just times. But that's what like I mean. I mean, I listening to this now. I'm, I, I'm thinking like, I would feel. I mean, myself. I'm feeling so sad because uh-huh. like <laughs> I like that everything is unscripted in my life. Right. Yeah. You know that my emotions are raw. Yeah. That the first reaction I have that is the reaction that you that was for an engagement or for this. You know, mm-hmm. or somebody's birth, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. the case may be, the birth announcement, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like that was my. It wasn't <laughs> like oh no, take two. Yeah. Oh, take three. That wasn't perfect. No, because mm-hmm. at some point it strips away all that emotion. Yeah, right. They might be think? used to it at this point, though. Mm, yeah, you know, because it it's been part of their lives for years. I mean, especially Kendall and Kylie. Oh, I was just gonna say that. This yeah. is all they've yeah. known. So That's for them, true. it's like yeah, they grew up into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, it makes the big bucks, Does and people watch. You and know, people so watch. I mean, it's entertaining. But yeah. I, Definitely not the way I'd like to live my life. And it does take, I think, like, Kim with Kanye, take someone, you know, who kind of wants to be in the same type of, mm-hmm. like, limelight as her, mm-hmm. you know, to make it work. Because otherwise, I just, but I don't so know. 
I don't really watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I, I think either. I watched it in the very beginning phases of it. Yeah. And then I kind of just like, mm-hmm. you know, moved on. I watched clips of episodes that are like in the news. Mm-hmm. But so, but is Kanye very involved in the show? I don't know. Or is he kind of like, that's he's, not part of his. No. Yeah. He's come and go. He's not like always in it. You might see him in the background before he was like, no, absolutely mm-hmm. not. And then I think it was either a little bit before the Paris thing or after, um, the whole robbery of Kim, mm-hmm. he became, you know, he, he'll be on a couple of episodes, but it's not like a huge part or he's mm-hmm. not like a okay. whole revolving storyline. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's not the lifestyle that he chooses to live for himself. Basically. No. Yeah. And he's made that known from the beginning mm-hmm. and he rarely ever does like the on camera interview. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's really rare if he's talking about something, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, I, I, I wonder too how hard it must be because, Privacy is a nice thing to have, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah. it is their life and they've... Li- it's their livelihood. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's their livelihood. You know I mean? Yeah, exactly. They wouldn't be able to do the things they could do if they didn't open up their mm-hmm. lives the way that they do. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess they know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they're okay with it. Like, for them, it's it's not an issue. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, anything that's, like, a moral value for them in the mm-hmm. sense of, like, oh, I'm not going to do this. Like, for them, it's perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. It, it is what they know. They enjoy it, mm-hmm. you know, it's time together as family. So, you know, yeah. I mean, it works for them. If anything, it's probably, yeah, it yeah. probably is a blessing for them because mm-hmm. they get to be with each other all mm-hmm. the time, you know. So, good for you. To each his own. To each his own, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a better than good for you. <laughs> That's great. Make all your money. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, uh, Familia, I know we mentioned this in our past episode that... The month of October holds a very near and dear place mm-hmm. in our hearts, not just because it's Sally's birthday month, oh, well. yay. <laughs> uh, but also because it is a month that highlights infertility, um, infant loss. Mm-hmm. And um, we have shared our stories in the past, in past episodes, about uh, just our journey when it comes to either infertility, uh, infant loss, all of that. And uh, we had a couple of uh, listeners just reach out to us and with some great questions, uh, one of our listeners in particular had some really thought provoking, Mm -hmm. you know, questions that she uh, sent to us. And so we thought, okay, let's, let's do an episode in October where we can address those Mm -hmm. things because they're things that I honestly have never thought of, like never stopped and thought, how would this be if right, this wouldn't be, right. you know? And so she asked some really great questions. So thank you um, uh, to her for, for sending that to us. And even even to our listeners and our family out there that have reached out whenever we have shared about uh, our experiences when it comes to this. And it's we've said this before, but it needs to be said again. It's always awesome to see um, such a community that can rally around each other mm-hmm. when these really deep and hurtful things happen Mm -hmm. and you realize how many men and women have gone through infant loss have gone through miscarriages have gone through are going through infertility you know and um I you stop and think like man lord as much as I hated the things that happened to me when it comes to that in the past I wish I could have held you know my little ones I wish that would have been the case but I think it opens you up to be empathetic and understanding towards people that are going through that right, and so absolutely. you you're more careful with what you post and how you post it mm-hmm. you're more careful with what you say and how you say it when it comes to that on mother's day on father's day you know you're you're always it's always in the back of mm-hmm. your mind thinking about mm-hmm. 
people that you love right. that maybe um, want to have children don't have children. Right. And Even day to day, like communications and conversations, mm-hmm. I've found myself you know, if I know somebody, an acquaintance, a friend, a family member who's been married for a while, I don't ask, you know, when are you thinking of having kids? Yes. I just don't. Yeah. My rule of thumb is, you know, if they haven't offered that information, you know, I don't ask. Yeah. Because I know what it was like. Yes. For me. Don't ask. Exactly. Um, I, I wanted to go over this article with you guys uh, at another time, but I think it's perfect right now. And I think I kind of mentioned to you mm-hmm. guys about Um, This one woman that she was going through the airport, she was going through, um, uh, uh, what is it called? TSA screening. Mm -hmm. And they patted her down and everything. And the TSA person, I don't remember if it was a man or a woman, pretty much told her like, oh, congratulations, you're pregnant. Mm. And she wasn't pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I guess she had, you know, she was, I don't know how many months postpartum or something. I don't even know. Maybe it could have been a year or so. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. But at this point it was like, her the whole purpose of her writing this article was don't ever ask that please mm-hmm. you don't know what i'm going through mm-hmm. i could just be overweight and been mm-hmm. struggling with it i could be postpartum and struggling postpartum i could be a woman that wants to have children and can't have mm-hmm. children and so maybe i'm going through some type of ivf or some type of treatment that's making me look like this mm-hmm. like do not ask because you bring up a hurt mm-hmm. it's like this wound that just you, you're reopening mm-hmm. so please don't ask and I, I just like what you said, I remember thinking like, yes, this is what we say all the time. Like, I know people mean well. They do. And we have to remember that people mean well. Mm-hmm. They love us. And so they they would, you know, they want to know what's going on with us. And usually when you've, you know, been married for such a long time or whatever, that's the next yeah. question is, OK. It's such an innocent question. But for the person going through it, it carries so much weight. Yeah, it's it's so much. It's like. It's such a vulnerable thing because how do I tell you that I've cried every night, yeah. you know, that I'm questioning my value mm-hmm. as either, a, you know, a woman or a male? Because mm-hmm. it depends on, who, you know, everybody has their own their own yeah. way of dealing with this with this with this issue. Mm-hmm. You know, this this loss, this this desire that you want so badly. So, yeah, it's it's a loaded thing to ask people. And we think it's just, oh, you know, it's just sometimes we even, you know, it's like a just casual conversation i'm just bringing it up hey I've, you know you've been married eight years yeah hey what's taking so long yeah. oh, you know and it's, it's like so, uh, yeah. uh, what's taking so long please <laughs> don't know, say it's that. like please don't 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 and yeah. so that's why i love these conversations because it opens the opportunities to be able to just get the word out spread the word and just know you know we don't know what other people are going through and even the most innocent of questions can be just can open a world of pain mm-hmm. that we're probably not prepared to deal with yeah. um you know so it's like be be kind and you know it's good to learn these things and that's what I said for me that's the one thing I remember going through that and having people ask me what is taking so long you know you've been married for four years what is going on Mm -hmm. you know or or I've I heard people you know girl I was so fertile and I was like oh "Oh, my goodness why (laughs) Lord just strike me now (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to hear this seriously it's just God bless you that's great that you was fertile okay (laughs) yeah and after it's funny because after a while I just got to the point where <laughs> it was like, oh, you want to know? Let me tell you. <laughs> I and then they get all that. awkward, and I'm like, well, you wanted right. to know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that was coming from a hurtful place. Yeah. I'm not saying that's the best that's way a, to handle yeah. it. Uh-huh. It's definitely not. You know, but that's what I'm saying. We got we to gotta, we gotta do better, you know, as humans, as people that, you know. Interact with each other. Yes. Yeah, so you're right, Sally. We got to do better. We do. So I know in the past we've talked about our experiences when it came to um, – to 
um, infant loss mm-hmm. or, you know, um, the miscarriage or that stuff. Yeah. I also want to, before we go any further, you know, um, if, you, if you're still listening and this might be a really sensitive subject for you, you know, you're more than welcome to yes, take to a break. Tune out, take a break uh-huh. from it. Because I know, um, just for me myself, during that period of time when we were dealing with infertility, you know, my husband and I, it was it was a really sensitive subject for me. It was like, I want to say it was one of like my darkest moments. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I think I mentioned it before in the podcast that we talked about this. And it was, I, I when I think back on that time, I I feel like there was like this large cloud just like looming overhead mm-hmm. because it took I think it took us like ten years um, to finally be able to conceive yeah. and. When we when we were able to, it resulted in you know a miscarriage, mm-hmm. which was devastating, um, and it just so happened that during that time, like all of these people were getting pregnant, yeah, you know, and so it was it was a really tough pill to swallow during that time, and um, so our amiga, she her main concern was you know what what she wanted us to talk about a lot, what, or yeah, sucks guys, no, you're doing <laughs> my, yeah, <laughs> well um. What she kind of mentioned to us was, you know, if we can yeah, touch the upon the subject asked, of infertility, yeah. Yeah. you know, and um, and so like Sally said, it was when she, when we saw that come across, we were like, it made us kind of reflect mm-hmm. a bit, you know, internally, and I, and it um, not in a bad way, you know, because it, it was a moment in my time, in my timeline, you know, mm-hmm. which it it happened and it's it's there, yeah, you know, and I'd like to say that I, looking back now. I wish I would have handled it more graciously mm. because I feel like I didn't. Mm. But it was really tough. I'm not I'm not giving myself a pass yeah. by no means. Mm-hmm. But I do think like it was really tough to handle the baby showers and the birth announcements and the Instagram posts and the Facebook posts, mm-hmm. you know, without cringing every single time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you touched upon it to me. Well, like seeing, you know, the way people phrase things. And again, maybe it was not maybe most likely was innocently enough. You know, what hurt the most, though, for me was when it was people who knew my struggle mm-hmm. and they chose to use certain words, you know, on their posts. And then it felt a little more like, well, you should know a little better because I've confided in you, you know, about my struggle. Yeah. And, you know, because. Sorry, I feel like I'm doing all the talking. No, no, no we're listening. It's, no, we're yeah. listening. And, I, and, I, and this is true to your story. <laughs> yes. You know, and that's what I'm saying. It's story. like you said. We wish we could go back and almost feel like I was so I wasn't as gracious as I wish I could have been mm-hmm. because now thinking back you think even people that you confided your story in, in the moment they're just so happy mm-hmm. right that, I mean we look at it back now and we're like I can't blame you for being happy mm-hmm. I know you didn't mean it in a bad mm-hmm. way but in the moment in the thick of it you feel yeah. like you should know better you know what yeah. I'm going through you know <laughs> you do right and at no at no time I feel again I was really I was if you guys knew me during that time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> and at no point did I want to steal somebody's joy away. Yeah. Like, I totally understand. It was a momentous occasion in mm-hmm. your life. It, but at the same time, it was a grieving moment for me as well. Yeah. You know, because, and it wasn't your fault or the people's fault, you know, that it just happened to overlap. Yeah. Um, it's just the way it ran its course for me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and um, it was really hard. I, th- I think for us specifically, it did put a little bit of a strain on our marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to the point where, you know, we were going to split up, mm-hmm. but to the point where it was something that. Um, like, you know, you like you yearn for it so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. And it's like. In those moments. You feel like, OK, what's wrong? 
you know, so in our case, we did go, you know, through the fertility treatments and we did see doctors and the whole thing. And so for us, it was diagnosed as, you know, an unexplained infertility. Mm. Like there was no, and so I remember I was part of all these like boards and stuff and everybody would say that's like the, at least if there was something like a reason why, mm -hmm. you know, okay, it's because of this or, yeah. you know, but it's like, it was a, we don't know why you so just So there was no can't. relief in, in yes. hearing that diagnosis. And I remember talking to you. some girls yeah. on those boards and being, and like listening to them and being like, yeah, like it stinks because mm -hmm. you don't know why. And I remember my, my doctor's like, we don't know. And, um, but we're going to keep moving forward with these treatments and hopefully, you know, that's going to help. But there was like never a guarantee either. So she kind of um, prepped us and said, okay, if this doesn't work, then she laid out um, the different phases we, we would have to go through. So for example, with us, we did IVF. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, then she told us if that, she was only gonna do so many cycles that she recommended with any of her patients and then move on to the next step and have that conversation each step of the way and she had told us, you know, the the last thing we can possibly do would be the in vitro. Mm. And so in my heart of hearts, I was like, oh, I hope it doesn't go all that way. Because again, this is these are like costly procedures. Yeah. And like your insurance only covers so much. Yeah. Um, and so we I remember we had the conversation about that. We talked to our families and everything. And um and to me, it was like, I know I'm kind of like, you guys can see me smiling, but it's, I get really uncomfortable sometimes. <laughs> um, so I'm not sorry, because if, if it shows my voice, I'm not making light of it. It's just, I remember thinking, man, I can't believe that I'm going to have to go through this. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, not defeated, but I remember feeling like less than. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it was like I couldn't just do this the natural way without any intervention of, at all mm -hmm. and um, but I also remember thinking okay <laughs> let me go back the funny thing was that it was my husband that scheduled the appointment uh -huh. yeah like we had just kind of been talking about it we saw that you know our insurance kind of covered a, a fertility specialist and um, we were just going to like I told him you know let's you know let's talk about it and let's um, schedule him with a doctor and like he went and he did it and not because he wanted to um to like speed up the process or mm -hmm. anything um but I think he just knew how tough it was for me because he would always say you know like I married you and if we can't have kids then we can't have kids mm -hmm. but for me I was like but you know you deserve to have kids you know mm -hmm. like we should have kids mm -hmm. And so that's why I said, like, in our marriage, I think the struggle came more from me, from my side. My resistance was on my end. It wasn't so much from him. It was me thinking, well, why can't I? Like, why isn't this happening? Like, what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. And um, if any strain was put that way, it was because of my thoughts and my feelings and everything that I was going through at the time. And like I said, it was just a really dark spot, dark place for me and a really dark area for me. And then, um, yeah. I think, I think either whether it's the man or the woman, we always tend to put that pressure on ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know um, during like the years that my husband and I were trying, and even now we've, you know, it's not like we're not. 
and it just doesn't happen and you, you start to wonder I put all this pressure on myself mm-hmm. like maybe I need to lose more weight maybe I need to do this maybe I need to mm-hmm. do that and I remember one time we were talking and it was like sometimes he stops and thinks maybe it's me maybe it's this mm-hmm. and it's like we always put you know all this blame on ourselves mm-hmm. and if we're not communicating about it, it can kind of be like what you said. He wasn't putting the pressure on you. You were putting it on yourself and mm-hmm. you were just, you know, internalizing all of this pressure and all of this guilt and all of this shame on you, even though it just was like your doctor. It's unexplained mm-hmm. there. It sucks. And I, I get you and I know you. It probably sucked even more for you because you you like to have an action plan. You're like, yeah. okay, I know what it is. This is how I'm going to attack it. You know, Right. Because at least then we would know. OK, I mean, it was like it was like bittersweet, I guess, because. Yeah. And one part you're like, okay, it's not me, and it's right. not you, you know. But then it's like, but then we don't know what, what it is. is. It? Yeah. So what's keeping us? Yeah. From being able like to what's conceive? yes. And so that was like, that's where we were, and mm-hmm. we just had to try out a treatment and see if we'd be able to conceive that way. Yeah. You know. So, I know um, we had mentioned that one of the one of our listeners, one of our family, her question was, um, if we could not have children, would it affect our marriages? And I guess I'll kick it off. I don't know. Yeah. I would like to think it wouldn't. Um, my husband and I got married to each other. We love each other. Right. We've been through a lot of hard mm-hmm. times and have seen them through. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Uh, I know my children, my, my children, <laughs> my husband. Um, you like your child. <laughs> no. <laughs> my husband loves our daughter. Mm-hmm. And I know he's expressed, you know, oh, that he would he would love more. And I would also love a big family because we came from a big family mm-hmm. and I love it. Mm-hmm. And um, but I, I don't know. I think it would hurt me a lot. I can yeah. only I guess the closest I can answer it is to my first miscarriage where I was I was in a really dark place for a very long mm-hmm. time. I couldn't get out of it. And it would like come in like waves. There would be times I'd be in the bathroom and just cry. Mm -hmm. And it'd be late at night and there was really, I just thought of it and it just killed me and it hurt me so bad. And, uh, and my husband, he processes through pain and sadness a lot differently than I do. Mm -hmm. I'm a very emotional, feely person. Mm -hmm. I need to talk it out. Yeah. Uh, And he's more like, he's just different. You know, he goes through the hurt and the pain. I know when I when I told him when we had when we had our first miscarriage, I, I remember I called him and I told him and he was at work and he's like, I'm sorry, honey. Mm. And um, and he just got really quiet. And I was like, yeah, so that's that. And uh, but I think for him, he just didn't know how to go about it. He didn't mm-hmm. know. You know, he told me he loved me. He would tell me he was sorry. I think it's hard, though, to know what more can I give you, honey? What more do you mm-hmm. need? And I, again, began to just internalize, internalize all the hurt and almost just felt like, you know, the people around me, are you guys forgetting my baby? Like, did you guys forget? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a real thing. You know? And so that's, that's what would hurt me was Mm -hmm. I would, are you forgetting, honey? Like, is it just me carrying this pain? Am I going to forever carry this pain? And we just keep on pretending like life continues and Mm -hmm. moves on when I'm carrying all this pain, you know? And so I think that more was kind of getting in the way, um, in our marriage, because I just, I just felt like we can't forget our baby. We mm-hmm. cannot forget our baby. Our baby was real, mm-hmm. right? You understand this, mm-hmm. yeah. and I know that he did. But again, he processes through things differently. For him, it's it's almost easier not to have to talk about it all the time. It's yeah. too hurtful. Mm-hmm. For me, it gives me comfort yeah. because it's like we can share in the memories, we can share in the dreams we had for this little one, and then okay, it, the baby was real for both of us, and mm-hmm. okay, yeah. I can go to sleep right now. 
but um so I can only compare it to that yeah it didn't I don't think it would I, I would pray it wouldn't break my marriage apart but I know it would be a, a hard thing to you know to try to overcome, to overcome. yeah mm-hmm. but I know I'm, I'm trusting that the Lord God willing he would help us through it mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean so we had some very good questions that were asked, and I think we've been trying to do our best, but we've kind of been answering them one at a time. And so I'm just going to kind of rephrase. The questions were, um, in response to infertility, how would we feel if we couldn't have had a child? Mm-hmm. Question number one. Question number two, would our inability to conceive have changed the marriage? And so those are the questions that mm-hmm. we're answering that you guys have done such a great job of answering individually. I'm going to try to kind of answer based off of my experience, which is also very similar to you know what you guys have shared. Uh, for me, how would I have felt if I wouldn't have been able to have a child? In the moment going through it, um, that was tough. And you know, you guys have shared, we, we've talked about this in previous episodes. I also was in a really like just bitter place. Um, I was very unhappy. Um, and it's funny how Evie, you said, you know, everybody was having babies everybody at the time. Everybody was having babies. <laughs> yes, sister, that was like my experience too. Life, you know, huh? it's like it's funny because, but here's the thing: is you but don't ever, you don't notice that it doesn't affect you in the same way when yeah. you're wanting it so bad and can't have it. Uh-huh. You know, because trust me, there were plenty of pregnancies and babies born, and I celebrated them and I was so happy. Mm-hmm. But the second I started trying and couldn't, I was like, just so, everybody's having babies. Right? Like, just, you're just like, oh my gosh, so and so and so and so and so and so, and I can't like that. Like that scene in Mean Girls where they're passing now the the Valentine grams. <laughs> oh yeah. You get one. And you yeah. Get, no, <laughs> yeah. I felt like it was like, and you get one. Yes. And you get, yes. and you get two. You and know? it's it's and a tough like, it's a tough space to be in because we're already so emotionally charged. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this is just such a heartache, you know, that you're wanting this so badly, and so yeah. And I agree with you, Evie. Just kind of how you said, like, man, I you know. If I could go back knowing what I know now, I, I wish I, you know, could have been more graceful. I the thing is I don't remember being outwardly like expressive, like, ugh, but inside, mm-hmm. like I was doing that whole passive aggressive thing, mm-hmm. like, oh awesome, you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yay. You know? Yeah. But inside I'm like dying. Yeah. And I knew and, and and the thing is, I think when I say I was dying, I meant it because I know that this is not the right response to have. Like I should be so happy. Yeah. You know, these are friends that I have and you know, and I and the thing is, it was a bittersweet thing because I was very happy. Yeah, I was super happy for them, but then it also reminded me of my pain. Right, and so that's kind of where the struggle came, mm-hmm. right? And so it was kind of that thing. And for real, seriously, for me, it, it took a lot of prayer. Like that was kind of my way to kind of deal with it, right? Because at the beginning, when I was going through the infertility, uh, my first round of it, because if I'm being real. There's there's also a such thing as, you know, secondary infertility. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been my story recently. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I was able to have my one daughter, but conceiving a second one has not been easy. Mm-hmm. And so you enter this whole thing again. My perception of it is a little bit different, though, in the sense of, you know, I'm not putting as much pressure on myself as mm-hmm. I was before. Uh I've learned some things. I just know what it felt like to be in that space. It was bad and it was ugly and I wasn't happy and I wasn't living life. You know, I was just constantly consumed and in my own self-doubt and just in my <laughs> sadness and in the pain mm-hmm. that I was experiencing. And, and I wasn't really living like, you know, a life that made 
you know, I wasn't making life easy for my mm-hmm. husband. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just, I, it was hard to be there for him when I was so consumed with this. So yeah. it was, it was really hard. And I hated feeling bitter and I hated feeling resentful. It was something that I'm not proud of. And mm-hmm. so I don't ever want to go back to that right. space. Right. Um, so for me, it was hard. It was really hard during the, the time that I was going through the infertility. And there was a lot of, you know, shame of you know is it me Mm -hmm. and I didn't go the doctor route because I was scared so you know while you sister you know Evie you went to the doctors and did all that stuff I was like absolutely not I'm scared and I probably should have Mm -hmm. but I was afraid that it was like it's you Celeste like you're Mm -hmm. the problem or (laughs) even I know it's even scary to get maybe the answer of this isn't gonna happen right 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 well, right. I remember we when we took the test, like I prayed like so hard mm-hmm. because like you didn't want to get that answer. No, um, yeah, and it's scary on both sides because then it's also like my husband was also fearful. Like, gosh, but he would tell me, "No, but what if it's not you? What if it's me?" Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's like, "And as a man, like what? <laughs> yeah, you know." And so, and for him to even say that was very vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know. So it was kind of the back and forth, and so it was a lot of that fear that kind of kept us from you know going through the doctor route and mm-hmm. and actually speaking to our doctor um but it also was such a I hadn't heard too much of you know years ago of I didn't know too many people personally who had actually been open about infertility that's true and so for me it was such a shameful thing like to like everybody was like oh yeah you know so I had a difficult you know pregnancy but Mm -hmm. I can conceive and you know all of these things and then you hear comments like oh yeah I'm super fertile or you know gosh I wish you know I you know whatever you know and so but you're right um, because I even think the people that I interact with that are a lot older than me, like let's say in like their fifties and up, uh, usually when I when because I've had the question now all of a sudden, you know, your daughter is getting this mm-hmm. old, where's the me next too. one? Yeah, and um, and it does suck because I'm like I'm trying. Okay, <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> like I can only do what God can have right, me do. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and uh, and but one of the things that I've been hearing recently being said now is uh what is going on like that's that's a thing now huh where people really are struggling mm-hmm. to have kids and I'm like yes <laughs> what do you want me to say I don't know I don't I'm know sure. if it's because it's been more prevalent now or people, people are just, are just more talking about it that's what yeah. I yes we're normalizing it now and it's okay to talk about it and mm-hmm. you know so yes for me you know years ago back in like 07 it was such a shameful thing. Like I, mm-hmm. I felt like if I opened my mouth and talked about how hard it was for me to conceive, mm-hmm. that people would judge me or feel like, wow, mm-hmm. yeah. she's not, you know, like that woman's a little broken. I you remember know? my canned response was, oh, we never, you know, me God too. Oh, that's mine right same. now. And it was like, <laughs> same. I wanted to tell them I can't. I'm trying and I can't. Yeah. Same. You know, but it was, oh, you know, we're waiting on God. Yeah. Yeah. And people would like look at you like. I remember one man told me, um, I don't know if I've shared this before with um, our familia, but he was like mad at me for not having kids <laughs> and having been married for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's a complete stranger, oh, mind wow. you. And I wanted to be like, I remember I was so mad. I told my husband, I was like, I can't believe that he would have the audacity to, to tell me those things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like he was mad at me. Like, I think he went so far to tell me that that, that was against God's will. And I'm like... <laughs> well, because I think, and that's kind of happened to me, is people start getting a little judgmental mm-hmm. when when you say like, well, you know, whenever God wills or something like that, because they almost feel like, why well, are you taking care of yourself? 
Why are you this? Are but you that? But that is nobody's business. Exactly. No. And not just and that, but it's be like, asking. it's like, yeah, I've it's actually like, had family members ask and I'm like, listen, <laughs> that is personal. Do I ask you what you do to your personal time behind closed doors? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. do you know what you're asking yeah, me? Yeah, I know. It is not your place. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, so I'm just like, what, how can I answer this? Mm-hmm. How do you want me to answer this? Yeah. Like, without, well, why? Familia, thank you for joining us on this week's episode and join us next week as we continue part two on our discussion on infertility and infant loss. We will delve deeper into secondary infertility and talk about the things that have helped us throughout the healing process. As always, you can find us on alittlemasspodcast.com where you can contact us. You can find us on Instagram, alittlemas underscore or Facebook, Podcast. Let us know if you need any prayer, any words of encouragement. We're all learning together. We love you. We're always thinking of you. For now, this is your hermanas, Mabel, Celeste, and Evelyn signing off until next week. Adios. Adios.